Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best vending machine snack. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. You're a snack. Thank you. Happy New Year, Hal. Happy New Year to you. Oh, it's good to see you, my brother. It's good to see you, too. Are you wearing a shirt with Christmas lights on it? I am. And I still have a Christmas tree up behind me because I was raised Catholic, which means Christmas ends on January 6th. Oh, does it really? Yeah, we're currently on, uh, it's January 2nd we're recording this, which makes it the eighth day of Christmas. So it is Maids of Milken Day, everybody. Okay. I didn't yeah. realize, so in our house, it mm-hmm. comes down in March. <laughs> oh, I go, love that. It can come down now. Like, I'm not yeah. going to take it down. My birthday is a week away. I'm not going to take down the tree. No, why would you not want to have a tree up on your birthday? And we were away for Christmas. Yep. So that's extra time. We didn't get to enjoy it. And I get to press the little button on the job of the hut. Oh my gosh. Ornament. Did you, did you get the cloud city ornament? No, it's that for thing sale. is it's on outlandish. eBay for like, it's outlandish. It's crazy. It's everything I've ever wanted from an ornament. Yeah. I did not buy it the day it came out, despite the long history of Ken convincing me to spend my money on things going, what are you at? If you buy it, then you'll have it. And, That's how uh, all things work. That's yeah. how buying anything works. Well, he's like, if you don't do it, it's going to get on eBay. It's only going to get more expensive. And he was right. Did it? Yeah. It's like $109 right now plus shipping. And I'm like, I'm not going to pay that. I guess I won't have one. It's okay. You know what? what? You can go to YouTube and watch it happen. Yeah. I bought a 32-inch TV for this office yesterday for almost the same price as that dumb ornament that I love. It is wild how cheap TVs have gotten. I can't believe it. It's great. That's yeah, my monitor on this computer. It's a I just have a Mac Mini and a TV hanging on the wall. It's great. When I picked it up, it was so light that I thought it was filled with newspaper. I had to reach into the little handle cuts in the box just to see if I felt like a TV frame. Did you think the box was filled with newspaper or it was just a hollow shell of a TV filled with newspaper like the fake ones they have in the rooms at Ikea's? It still could be that. I didn't even think of that until this morning. Once I started talking, I was like, oh, maybe it's. One of those fake Ikea TVs. Yeah, go thump on it like a melon and see if it's hollow. I'm just going to swing it at the wall full force (laughs) at a corner. Uh, Well, we're not here to talk about hollow Ikea TVs, Hal. We're here Mm -hmm. to talk about vending machines. And you know what? You're right. You ask for it, and I have provided. I got a little bit of history for you, buddy. Oh, good. Well, I have a little history before we get to your history. Oh, go uh, on. Which is... That this was suggested a long time ago. And the reason I know is because it was via email, which, as we know, I have sporadically checked. But hey, sure. at least I'm checking it. Hey, I sporadically uh, from... check my own email. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Colin Guy suggested this via email. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Colin Guy. This is a delightful topic. After the history, there is one thing I wanted to talk about because I'm very curious about something. Okay. But first, there's a little bit of history for you. When do you think the first vending machine was created? If I had to guess, I have two guesses. Mm-hmm. First, my first thought was like the Babbage computer, which is like late 18th century. 
Uh-huh. But I think more realistically, if mm-hmm. I had to guess, I would say it was in the late 19th century. Like Victorian era would be the verse of the vending machine in my mind. That was the birth of the modern vending machine. You are dead right, 1888. But the first vending machine, Hal, came about in the first century in ancient Greece. That's right. A man named Hero of Athens created a vending machine. If you would put a five drachma coin onto a little valve, it would release the valve and dispense a small amount of holy water before you went inside the temple. That was the very first vending machine. <laughs> so the first thing you could get was holy water. It was that and one roll of certs that nobody ever chose. Yeah, nobody ever got that poor roll of certs. Yeah. Yes, the modern vending machine was the Adams Penny Gum Machine that was born in 1888 and was frequently decried for its heathen and ungodly ways because sometimes it would accidentally give you two pieces of gum, which technically made it gambling. If you put in one coin, you could get either one or two pieces of gum. Probably happened as often as a slot machine gives up money. And then after that, 1888, after the penny gum machine, then there was the nickel gum machine that gave you five sticks of gum. A giant boom of vending machines in Paris. They were vending chocolates and hot water. In the United Kingdom, they were vending beer, wine, and natural gas. You would uh, put your coin in and into whatever container you had that would hold natural gas. It would shoot some in for you. And you out, do you think, sorry, do you think no, somebody please. was dumb enough to show it with like a bucket or a bowl? <laughs> and, but they would squirt it in there and know like, this isn't going to hold it for long. And then they would, I was like, this won't hold it for long. And then they would run. Oh, just, just yeah, run to their spin. lantern. Out of the way, I have a bucket of natural gas. I want to know how many like, right, little cockney boys and girls, like little street urchins just went up there with a match. I'm just going to hold the match in front of this vending machine and see how big a flame I can make. Um, and then, of course, out west in Corinne, Utah, in 1892, for $2.50, you could get from a vending machine, any guesses? A horse. That'd be amazing. That was a horse vana, famously created the vending machine. No, divorce papers. You could oh. get divorce papers. For $2.50 from a vending machine in Corinne, Utah. Uh, 1940s was the introduction of cold bottles. 1961 was the introduction of cold cans. And in 1972 came what we are probably going to talk about a lot today. Items that come from this, which is the glass front vending machine. Right. Made by Plex USA, I think was the name of the company. Something like that. But that is the, you know, where the little spring spins and it drops your food items or whatever it is you're vending down into the bottom. So that is a brief history of the vending machine. Here is the other thing I want to talk about Mm. before we really get into the nitty gritty of this. Okay. We have determined on this show the best versions of many things that are found in a vending machine, right? True. We've determined the best candy. Mm-hmm. We've determined the best chips, I believe. We've determined the best. Maybe. Have we determined the best snack cracker? Yes, we have done Possibly. that. Cheez-Its, that's right. We have determined, you know, lots of different things that can be found inside a vending machine. Snack-wise, we've done a lot of episodes about snacks. What makes this episode different what are the factors that we're going to have to look at that make this episode 
that make it something specifically from a machine. I think a lot of these, a lot of these winners will appear in a machine together. And I also think there's, we had a vending machine in the cafeteria at Abington Friends School. Mm-hmm. Once they had rebuilt the cafeteria, once they, they'd done all these renovations, very nice cafeteria they have now. And the one thing I always wanted from that vending machine was shock tarts. We've never talked about shock tarts. We have not talked about shock tarts. I don't know if they still make shock tarts, do they? It feels like a very 90s candy. I feel like every candy like that you can find somebody has manufactured it or they took a shovel to the warehouse before it closed down Mm -hmm. and you can buy it in like giant plastic bags. Oh, yeah. I chewed Dick Tracy gum from a uh, from a pack of cards that I bought at a bookstore. Ugh. Oh, you like Dick Tracy, the 1990 film, the trading cards yeah. for it? Yeah, and they had a stick of gum, gum inside the oh, uh, playing card. And it card. just turned into a wish immediately after the first bite. It just went like... Yeah, it was it, it was just garbage. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. No. I have some uh, 1980... No, 83 wax packs for Return of the Jedi. Maybe we can steam open them and you can have the gum in Ooh, those. that sounds good. <laughs> My attempt to poison you with gum. Yeah. So I can take the show for myself. Wait, what? He got this. <laughs> it's that. And the, what was the other snack that was in there? It was the tater, tater skins. Was that the name? Tater skins. Where they tater had, skins like, the, got baked potato with peel. Tater yes, skins from Peebler. Yes. Baked potato with peel. Yeah. Uh, is that also the one that had like uh, sour cream and bacon? Bubba, dubba, chives, dubba, dubba, Tasty baked you potato. You won't believe, believe your eyes. They're yeah. made with potatoes and skins that are real. Yeah, yeah, they, they, those were in there, and for some reason that felt like I feel like you. There are things that you find in the vending machine that you don't really find anywhere else, unless you go into like a liquor store at three a.m. Hot fries, Andy exactly. Cap's hot fries, Andy Cap, the comic strip character with the second worst marriage in all of comic strips. We've Who's the first worst marriage? The Lockhorns. The whole premise of that strip is that they hate each other. They're constantly just ripping one another. Like you don't see where the love ever was. Is there a, what is the, what are the loving, uh, the loving comic strips? I guess Dagwood and Blondie. Dagwood and Blondie are the gold standard. Hagar and Helga, arrows yeah. flying some through their hearts. Yes. They love each other. Uh, with Foxtrot, I feel like they have a pretty decent marriage. Fine. There were adults on Foxtrot or yeah, were those two parents. kids married? They were parents. Family oh. Circus, that's a pretty, oh, pretty yeah. like nuclear family right there. Yeah. Billy could get his act together and just get to the front door. I was describing that to Jennifer the other day. She's like, how come you did this? And I was like, well, I got up with the intention of doing one thing, and then I did five things. Yep. Because I went, oh, I got to do that. Oh, look over this over here. I can and look how accomplished you were that day. Learned so piano. Mm-hmm. Had a dog. Stopped off to the side and learned piano. Did that uh did that jungle gym? Yeah. In its entirety. Did you see, Fine. by the way, did you see this video of this uh my favorite vandal of all time? This guy who drew a hopscotch in front of where the subway doors open. No. It's so good. And people people would just like wait so somebody could do the hopscotch and get inside, and then the next person would do the hopscotch and get inside. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. That is the best. That's the best use of vandalism. And it was just tape. You can pull the tape up. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. So there are snacks that only exist within vending machines. But do you think that it's going to wind up being our winner of best candy versus our winner of best chips versus our winner of best crackers versus 
other because there are a few other categories as well that I wanted to go over, but we'll get to that in a second. I would offer up that there are a few extra factors that we're going to have to think about. Okay. One of them being the shelf life of a particular item. If you want something that is not popular, I don't know how shelf life plays a factor in there, but I think everything has a, that's probably going to be pretty universal. For some of these, it's not, and we'll get to some specific cases, but I think environmentally is a big factor as well for two things. One, temperature, because I've seen vending machines outdoors on many occasions and it is a fool's errand to buy a chocolate bar from an outdoor vending machine in the summer. True. Also, it is a fool's errand. Another environmental one is the distance of the fall. Because I'm going to say that a bag of Lay's barbecue potato chips, if it is in the A row, you, yeah. it's, you're going to get so many crushed chips when you get that bag out, man. Yeah, the chips are usually at the top. Usually it's like chips and crackers and stuff. Then it gets down to the chocolate bars and at the bottom or like the gum and yeah. candy are like kind of together. The gum. But the gum and the certs at the top, they can withstand the fall. The gum pops out like a face hugger alien out of one of those eggs. It goes, it's like so much force. Oh it's yeah. So much because it's the, the same, shooter. It's yeah. They don't, I don't think they calibrate each particular row to have no. a certain amount of force. I, if somebody out there has worked on these and knows, I would love to. I would love to hear the expert information, Yeah, but it, it seems like, you know, the bags come out and then they fall. They're not particularly aerodynamic, so it's not like they're going to hit with a thud. It's more like a bunch of feathers than it is like a lead ball. That's fair. But then the gum and the lifesavers and the certs, yeah. they are shot out where you hear them. They hit the glass. Like 50 calibers. A lot of stuff doesn't hit the glass. I feel like they hit the glass every time. Yeah. And they drop and then nothing is broken, which that's the most mystifying part of all. You've also got to think about the order in which you purchase things, too, because if you're going to get something heavy and something light, get the heavy thing first and then get the light thing after. Don't get the poofed up bag of chips and then get the directly above it king size M&Ms. That's going to fall. That could be a, that could be a half a pound of M&Ms right there, man. Always go bottom up. Yeah. All right. We figured this out for people. Also, here's another thing I found out in researching. If something gets stuck, there's another thing to think about. Stuckness factor. If something has a candy tendency bar. to. Yeah. Do you think, I think a candy bar could, it can slip easily inside that sleeve. But a thing that can frequently happen is when something gets stuck, it is due to not mechanical, like it getting hooked on something, but it's an airflow issue. So it turns out. Rather than shake the vending machine, according to the internet and however many subreddits thumbs up this or whatever, just smack on the door a few times to create an airflow. And that airflow will frequently knock whatever got stuck down to the bottom. Don't kick it. No, don't kick it. Don't kick it. Don't tip the whole machine over because that's dangerous. Now you tell me. Well, sorry to that man. All right. So those are, those are some extra factors to think about in our best snack. All right, I'm going to give you a few categories. Okay. And I'm curious what your go-to is out of these, if we have the same go-to. The categories are chips and pretzels, candy and chocolate, gum, crackers and cookies, pastries, fruit snacks, jerky and meat, nuts and seeds, and popcorn. Popcorn's an interesting one because it requires a microwave. You know, they'll just have like a 
a thing of microwave popcorn in there. I don't like that. No. What do you want me to tell you? I'm sorry. I want you to, I want you to tell me if you go, if you walk up to a vending machine, what do you gravitate toward? By and large candy. So would that have been your guess for me? Yes. That would have been my guess for you. Uh, I knew it was going to be something sweet. My number two for you, which is my number one for me Mm -hmm. is pastries. I'm all about the hostess and the little Debbie and the, that big, terrible for you donut. I lived off of vending machine hostess cupcakes through college, which is why I graduated significantly larger than I started. Hey, that's a cold area, Chicago. Yeah, right. You got a little protective layer. I do like a pastry. Mm -hmm. If I get a pastry from there, I like the, let me correct myself. I like the concept of a pastry. Okay. I will go and be like, oh, I really would love a Danish. I'll grab the Danish from there and then I'll open it up and it's, I've built up in my head. So I've had Danishes in my life. I've had good Danishes and bad Danishes. I don't really remember the bad Danishes. I remember the good ones. So that's the experience that's running through my brain as I press like F N and it drops down. Then I open the package and I eat what is one of the worst Danishes I could possibly have. Yeah. Or like how many times I'm asking myself, but maybe you can help me. How many times am I going to let Otis Spunkmeyer disappoint me before I stop choosing the chewy, soft chocolate? They're never going to be soft, man. Otis Spunkmeyers are never going to be soft. Or if they are, if it is a soft one, it's not good. I don't like, listen, I'm going to, this, maybe this is a controversial take. Mm -hmm. I don't like soft batch. I don't like Keebler soft batch cookies. Sometimes you get a couple of those together. Yeah, I like I remember soft when batch. they came out. I, they, I just that's not my. I do like a softer cookie, but there's something so manufactured about it. And of course, yeah. they're gonna bake them all. They're coming down. I, I watch sure. Unwrapped. I know how they make things. I'm endlessly amused by that. But there is something. You can take, especially when you get to an age where you learn how to make cookies from scratch. Mm -hmm. It's just just no comparison. Yeah. And you're, yeah, I mean, you're not, you're not expecting a homemade scratch cookie when you get a soft batch though. Are you expecting a high quality like diner Danish when you get that Danish? I guess you bring up, you bring up a good point. Okay. Well, there you go. You bring up a good point, which is, and this is going to come up later on. I've got some other thoughts on this on, assorted vending machine snacks and things. Mm -hmm. If it is possible to get a superior version elsewhere, how much is the convenience trade-off worth? You know what I mean? I'll use the Danish as an example. You could go to a diner, stand in line, order a Danish and a cup of coffee, and that Danish is going to be better. But what's the trade-off of my office is right here or my classroom is right here and I'm going down here to the end of the hall and I'm getting a Danish and it's going to take me 10 seconds rather than 20 minutes. It's the whole point of the vending machine, right? Yeah, is the speed of it. It's convenience. It's there. You know, if you're at a hospital and I spent Mm -hmm. way too much of my childhood in hospital because my mother was always there either admitted for something or having surgery. So... Mm You know, you could go down to the cafeteria and go get a meal, but yeah. also right there in the waiting room, like that's a whole thing to go down to the cafeteria. 
Yeah. But in the waiting room, there's a vending machine. You're hungry. You go grab a snack. You don't really have to go anywhere. That's the whole thing. It's like it's not – I think for me, I set an expectation in my head that that's what I want at the moment. But what mm-hmm. I really want is not what's in the machine. It's a more ideal version of, of what's out there. That's true for everything in a machine. Sure. I don't think that there's anything that comes out of a vending machine that isn't better out of it. We'll get to some that might prove wrong, Hal. All right. But I think that I think that's a good point in that a lot of the like stuff that you would get at a convenience store prepackaged from either Frito-Lay or Nestle or uh, Nabisco or one of these big manufacturing companies, it's going to be fairly uniform in quality regardless of where you get it. So uh, we've mentioned some of the classic versions. There's also you know what? No, before we get to that. I want to pick one of these classics because I think that's going to wind up being King of the Mountain. And then I'm going to throw some things at you that I think might be able potentially to knock that particular snack off the mountain. But before we go to break, I want to get to what we are putting on top of this mountain as our first thought best vending machine snack. I would argue that of the candies, it's either going to be something fruit based or either M&Ms or peanut M&Ms. Because they have the coating. You got to have the coating. It's yeah. not going to be a Snickers bar. It's not going to be a Twix. Oh, not going to be anything where the chocolate's on the outside. It's so funny you bring that up because I think one of the, like, maybe, I mean, obviously a peanut M&M. You know I'm not going to say no to that. No, peanut M&M, I think, of the candies is probably at the top of the list right now for me. I feel like I get a Snickers bar a lot. Snickers bar is the number one vending machine snack sold. I have been burned by vending machine Snickers bars so many times. Why? Because I think it's because the outside vending machine at my school was in the sunlight. Oh, I, and it's that know, simple. It's as simple as don't get something with chocolate on the outside out of a vending machine that's in sunlight. I think you've understandably had your mm-hmm. vending machine experience tainted. The yeah. vast majority of vending machines you will encounter will be indoors or in a any more sure. climate controlled area. Yeah. I don't think of when you were like the chocolate skin about, I'm like, well, I mean, that's true for anything. Even what, if you heat up some peanut M&Ms, they'll last okay. They're still going to be squishy as soon as you bite into the yeah. shell. And then the shell is going to get the coloring is going to get all over your hands immediately. So they're all affected in some way by temperature. But I think by, I think we can remove that X factor. Because the majority of them tend to be indoors. That's true, but we're going to be splitting hairs here in this episode. So if we're looking for the best one, I think whatever the best vending machine snack is, that's not going to be a factor. You could put the vending machine anywhere, and it will still be the best vending machine snack. You know, I would still get a Snickers, even melt it and eat it. Yeah, you just kind of pop open one end of it. And then then just squeeze it out like a toothpaste tube. Yeah. Oh, man. Still tastes good. We went over to my buddy Robert's place the other day who has one and a half year old triplets who are adorable. And one of them did one of my favorite things I've ever seen a kid do. I've seen kids get messy with food before. This was next level. This was I'm going to get a scoop of ice cream in my hand, squeeze it like a tube of toothpaste and whatever comes out the top of my fist like toothpaste. That is what I'm going to lick like it's an ice cream cone. (laughs) I have never seen more ice cream on a human being than I saw with that particular technique yesterday. And I could not have been more delighted by the whole thing. 
This is just one triplet doing not all. This three. is one triplet. Yeah, not all three. Oh, that's the ringleader. Yeah, exactly. That's Stripe. <laughs> yeah, with you, people out there who have multiples, which one's the stripe? Yeah, every I'm sure every in, in combos of twins, triplets, quadruplets, there's a stripe. You know, there's a stripe. Uh, All right, so let's think about this. I still maintain that the best vending machine snack can come from any vending machine. I would argue. I, I would put peanut M and M's up there. I, I I would pick two. Mm-hmm. Take and here's what I would pick. Number one, the Snickers, because there's a reason why everybody gets it. Yeah. And even in hot weather, even melted, I'm still going to eat it. I That's turn, you. That is not most people, though. I will turn that wrapper. Apparently, all evidence to the contrary, Mark. I will turn that wrapper inside out. I will lick it clean mm-hmm. to get my money's worth. The other thing I would pick, mm-hmm. I'm kind of torn here. Let, tell me what you think. One is rolled gold pretzels, because pretzels are great anytime. Sure. The little rings usually they have. Can I guess what your other one is? Yeah. Go ahead. I may need a couple of questions to narrow it down because this one for me fits the criteria of I only get it when I see it in a vending machine and I go, huh, I'm going to get that. Is that true? Yes. It's a salty snack. Yeah. It's a crispy salty snack. Yeah. That comes in maybe a couple of flavors, including harvest cheddar. If you're saying sun chips, no. Ah, Sun Chips is mine. Sun Chips is my go-to. I'll get Sun Chips outside of uh, a vending machine. I, I very okay. rarely would get them from. I was going to say, and you kind of had me thinking about it more. I was going to say the hot fries, just because you never really encounter them anywhere. It's only in, else. I look, I love it because Andy Cap's hot fries, they have the satisfaction of yeah. a salty snack. They're terrible. They're delightfully terrible. They're, They're like, strong they're, enough. Those little fries are strong enough to withstand the fall. They're not affected by heat. They're hot fries. They're in their natural habitat. And I only ever see them in a vending machine. And fun fact, that, that you can find in like a liquor store, but like mm-hmm. it's old. There, You have to wipe the dust off of it before you eat it, which is yeah. maybe what you have to do with a vending machine also. But uh, you might not know this. this is a fun fact. They contain a lot of tryptophan because the whole goal of eating them is that you fall asleep on the couch afterwards. Oh, just like Andy Cap. That's a little Andy Cap reference for everybody. Look at that. Thanks for cleaning it up. Let's take a break. We'll, okay, we'll I'm also throwing I'm throwing peanut oh, yeah, M and M's in there. Peanut M and all right. So we got four things. We have peanut M and M's. Your melted Snickers. Yes. Andy Cap's hot fries and Sun Chips. Sun Chips. Uh, when we all come right. back. Mark's going to take us to the weird side of vending machines. We'll be right back. Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalen. And together we are The Flophouse, a long-running podcast on the Maximum Fun Network, where we watch a bad movie and then talk about it. And because we're so long-running, maybe you haven't given us a chance. I get it. 
but you don't actually have to know anything about previous episodes to enjoy us. And I promise you that if you find our voices irritating, we grow endearing over time. Perhaps you listened to one of our old episodes and decided that we were dumb and immature. Well, we've been doing this a while now. We have become smarter and more mature and generally nicer to Dan. But we are only human, so no promises. Find the Flophouse on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. All right. All right. What weird are you gonna say an apple? An apple no. and saran wrap? No, there is there are some vending machines out there that do healthy options. I don't know that if we eliminate the notion that our best vending machine snack needs to be ubiquitous and in the case of Andy Cap's hot fries, completely associated with the vending machine. Yeah. If we take that factor out of it, there are a few vending machines that I would like to talk about. And one very specific type of vending machine I would like to talk about. Okay. So there are many vending machines now that have healthy options. There is, of course, Farmer's Fridge, which you can find all over most airports now, which is a basically it's a salad in a mason jar kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much I trust it necessarily. I've not had one. I like the idea that fresh food is being put in. There is Yokai Express, which is made to order ramen bowls, proper ramen bowls, Yokai Express based out of San Francisco. Yeah. There are also frozen and fresh sandwiches. You can get soups. You can get guacamole and hummus, the little Sabra or yeah. Tostitos packs. And of course, ice cream from their own very specific ice cream vending machines, which are amazing because they have that little vacuum grabber that sucks up the individual items. But many of these can be found in one of my favorite vending machines that we had at school in college. And also that when I see them around that are now making a resurgence in the aftermath of the global pandemic. And that is the automat. Are you familiar with the automat? Yes, I don't consider it to be a vending machine. I consider it to be a restaurant concept. I would disagree, and I would call it still a vending machine. And because I, I it for you meals. put in your money, uh-huh. you open a door, you pull something out. Now, there are restaurant versions where food is made to order and put in them from behind, and then you go and you make your purchases in the front. Those I would consider to be like a restaurant concept. The, and the ones that are popping up nowadays, like the Brooklyn Dumpling Shop and Automatic Kitchen, both in New York, those I would call restaurant concepts because food is prepared in a kitchen that's behind it and placed into the windows, which is how the concept began in Germany in 1895 in Berlin. But you can also get one of my favorite vending machine items, obviously in a refrigerated version of this, triangle plastic sandwiches. <sighs> I love me a plastic triangle sandwich, Hal. You peel the cellophane and then it comes out of the case. Oh, yeah. I have a rule. What is that? stuff. If it don't drop, consider it slop. Oh. It ain't a vending machine if it doesn't come out of a sprint. Get out of here. You get out of here with that. You just made that pithy comment up so you could use it just now. True, but I feel that way. Even before the glass front. Yeah. When you had, remember cigarette machines? Yeah. That was like playing pinball because he put in the sure. money and let it like, I wished I knew somebody who smoked so I could pull it and you hear that and it drops when you yeah. get soda out of a soda vending machine, you hear it drop. You hear it run through the thing. Part of the satisfaction of a vending machine to me, <laughs> to me, 
I could be alone here. I'm not saying this is what we have to go with, but this is why the automat to me is something I, I think automats are endlessly cool. I love an automat. Yeah. Not, but to me, like the spring shoots it out. It drops. It might not make it. There's an element of danger in a vending machine. Sure. That's the real gambling. Maybe you get yeah. two pieces of gum. Maybe you get one. If I want a piece of pie at an automat, I know I'm getting one piece of pie. I'm going, I know I'm getting one plastic sandwich wedge. I know I'm getting a bowl of soup. I know I'm getting a jar of salad or whatever. How, what if I told you there was, and I was going to get to this later, but you mentioned the drop now. I will find this photo and show you this. I'm interested. In Cedar Creek, Texas, there is a whole pecan pie vending machine. And it is a glass front vending machine with the little spinny thing and your pie drops. Yes. I mean, Lord, yes. that to me, I was like, that might be the winner. It is a glass front spiral vending machine and your pecan pie drops down the front of that machine and you reach inside and for seventeen fifty, it's a little steep. You pull out a whole pecan pie. Uh-huh. Actually, was, a whole pecan pie. That's not bad at all. Not bad at all. And it's made by, it's, it's adjoining a restaurant. It's a bit of a novelty up front. It's adjoining one restaurant. Smart. Okay. Well, so that takes you know, a lot of the things off of the yeah. automat. Yeah, well, now pecan pie is, is in there, but pecan pie is definitely in the mix. Like a bubblegum machine is not really a vending machine. It doesn't, we're not counting it as a vending machine. It's kind of its own dispenser. It's like yeah, gum is not, well, I, I would still, but, it's still a vending machine. That was what started it all. But you know it's not going to be gum. It's not going to win. ones that are like the size of a water tower, and you put in the quarter, and you yeah. turn it, and it like shoots the gumball up in the air, and then it goes down the spiral and through, oh, yeah. through the double dare uh, obstacle course. And it's still the blue raspberry one that you didn't want because you wanted the pink or purple. But it doesn't matter orange. because it spins down. But you're still enjoying it. There was some version that used to – there was one where I grew up that was a malarkey version of that because it would shoot a gumball up and it would do the whole big spin down the spiral thing. And then the one that you got at the end was not that gumball. Oh. so it's I think that might have been a marble like or a, or a gumball, yeah. like an artificial gumball that would do well in that little oh, spinny thing. You. They fooled me. Bastards. There was also one uh, that only had gumballs that looked like eyeballs. That one was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I like that one a lot. All right. So we'll take the automat out of contention. I think so. With the exception of the Cedar Creek, Texas, whole pecan pie. I want to make sure, and I want to find the picture of this to just make sure that what I was looking at, that's, that's what it looked like. In the meantime, you know what is another snack that I will get from a vending machine that I will never get anywhere else. Like I would never voluntarily buy it unless it was in prison, in food prison, and I had to free it. And What's that? that? Is munchies. Munchies. Oh, munchies is like uh, it's like it's for stoners, right? It's like pretzels and Doritos and M and M's and all kinds of baloney. No, or maybe I'm thinking of the wrong thing. It's like a potato chip that's made out of compressed potato chip crumbs. Oh, yes. I think they're both called munchies. They might both, Rito yeah, Lay came out with something called munchies. That's basically like when you go down the row at a soda fountain and put a little bit of everything. It's yeah. that, but for snacks. Yeah. Yeah. Which is delicious and fun. This is the one they're like, let's, uh, let Ted walk over this munchos. potato chips. So they'll for munchos. There you go. Munchos. Munchos. Thank you. Munchos. Yeah. That's something I will buy. And I, I never like it. I'm oh, showing you a picture now. That. It is in fact. 
Oh, it's tilted. It is a drop. Yeah. Look at that. The pie is on a slight tilt, so it it Say slides no. down into the bottom. And it's on the bottom oh. row, so it doesn't fall far. Yep. Yeah. That's nothing but a good time. Oh, man. That is that is going to be hard to beat. All right. So nothing from the automat is going to win. Yeah. Currently on the block, we've got... Run me through these. I did not write them down. Hot fries. Hot fries. Sun chips. Sun chips. Peanut Snickers. M&Ms. Peanut M&M's. And... Yeah. Whole pecan pie. And a whole pecan pie. All right. So now I'm going to see if there's any of these that we want to add. Join me, Hal, on a trip around the world, will you? Oh, yes. I think we were now song and I was ready. Oh, well, we are now going to take a little trip around the world and we're going to see if we want to put any of these from vending machines onto our list of finalists. Okay. This one requires a little bit of work. In the same way that microwave popcorn does, but in China, live crabs. No, thank you. Okay. Beverly Hills, the famous sprinkles vending machine, more of an automat. Guess what? What? Those cupcakes aren't that great. Oh, controversial. Sorry. I'm also not a huge cupcake fan, but I yeah, really, we've talked about I this. really don't care for those. I don't like the weird like sugar disc they put on top that's decoration, but doesn't quite taste good. That Yeah. All right. Uh, this one is, uh, I put this one on here. Technically you, it's a dispenser and not a vending machine because there's no money exchange, but it doesn't count. But I think it's cool. There are now frequently 7-Elevens that much in the same way that you push a button and it dispenses nacho cheese. Now you push a button and it dispenses mashed potatoes. What? Yeah. Wild, right? I love that that exists. Is there another one for gravy? Uh, it looked like there was on the machine. It looked like there was another button for gravy that you would also, just press the what? Gravy. Yeah. I haven't seen them in L.A. yet, but maybe we'll get them soon. Do you remember the first time you made a chili dog at 7-Eleven and like the cheese came out? You're like, all right, it came out kind of weird, but like we're cooking right now. Now let me put yeah. the chili on there and you press the button and you hear like, Kuck. and then it just goes, <laughs> it just spits chili juice at your hot dog. Here's what you got to do, Hal. You got to oh. go, you got to go prelim round. You got to get a napkin and you hold a napkin under there. And you got to give it the first, it's like the first pancake. You got to give it that initial prelimb squirt. Hmm. You got to give it a preliminary squirt. Then you can do whatever you need to do with it. All right. Let's go to West Hollywood. We're going to stay in Southern California. We're going to go to West Hollywood. Uh, there is a vending machine at a gas station that vends hot burritos. Where? I don't know. Somewhere in West Hollywood, there's a hot burrito vending machine. Is it that one that looks like a silver dome? You know the one I'm talking about? That's like the gas station or the burrito machine? The gas station. That feels like a place that would have a burrito. I don't know, but there's a burrito vending machine. The old second city. It's the theater where we performed all those years ago. It's just one big burrito vending machine now. Oh my God. Oh, do we put burrito on the list? No, no, I don't think so. This is a great one in Russia. You can get fries made to order in a vending machine. It drops the potatoes into hot oil, pulls them out in the basket, and dispenses them for you in 90 seconds, the whole process. You have fresh, flash-fried, hot French fries from an actual drop-a-quarter-in vending machine. In Russia, machine vend you. (sighs) Don't grin at me like that. People of the world, you can not see this, but Hal is grinning at me very broadly. So I'm taking that one off just because of your grin. Fair enough. And I am replacing it with Italy, where you can get from a vending machine called Let's a Pizza. 
Can you guess what happens in the Let's Pizza vending machine? Uh, a robot version of the guy in the pizza box tosses like, hello, welcome, and they toss. Yeah, it's Zoltar. Down. Zoltar has a new job. He's ah. no longer a genie. Zoltar <laughs> he, is his, now. His mouth opens and a garlic knot comes out. <laughs> it rolls to you. No, the Let's Pizza, I would put this on the list. The Let's mm-hmm. Pizza vending machine in three minutes rolls out the dough, adds the sauce, the cheese, and whatever of a hundred toppings you want to add and cooks it for you. Three minutes, you have a hot pizza direct from a vending machine. Hmm. That is, hmm. I think that's up there. It's a good idea. Then there's, of course, the ramen from Jindinru in Japan. We're going to Japan now, famous for its all kinds of vending machines. Uh, the best of which I found was from Okashigaku, and that is cake in a can. It is just a can of cake. It looks less like a soda can and more like a paint can. Like you open it up and there's just cake inside. Delightful. Yeah, that's nice. I, I don't think way, it, I'm looking. I'm looking at Mr. Go Pizza. Mm-hmm. And What's Mr. Go? That's the pizza. Oh, it's called or Let's Mo- Pizza. Is the oh, one that I've seen. I don't know. It's called Mr. Go, Mr. Go Pizza. It's another one. Rome's Fresh Pizza vending machine is causing a stir, according to Reuters. Is it looks like a floppy pizza? A little too floppy. What if you want a little crisp in there? And this goes back to that conversation we were having earlier about the Danish. This is my one problem with the French fry vending machine and the pizza vending machine that immediately popped into my head when you mentioned the Danish is, are you getting an inferior version? First of all, I don't know because I've never had either of these. Are you getting an inferior version and is the trade-off for the convenience worth it? No, I think a lot of these, like the pizza, ramen, mm-hmm. they're ones I would try, mm-hmm. but they're more of a lark than something I'm going to consistently get. Like, I'm not going to go back to the pizza machine all the time, am I? Right. Am I? Not Maybe. Not going back to the machine, am I? But if you're in Italy, there's better pizza than vending machine pizza. Yeah, they have pizza out there. I, oh, I'm so mad at you. You know what? I'll see you at Auntie Anne's for the best pretzels in the world. <laughs> um, so greasy. They're like trying to catch a pig. They should have like a catch an Auntie uh, Anne's pretzel. Like I right. get it. I'll say, can I have salt? And then I see them put the butter on it. I'm like, I immediately regret this. You spray a little water. Use a little water on a little it. Water. Get the salt on there. A little water. A little water. Get the salt on there. And what is it? Is it, uh, what is it? Baking soda that you put on the outside that makes it or in the dough that makes it, uh, get brown like that? There's something about a Philly pretzel that makes it specifically get that dark brown. Yeah, there's something in how they how it's put together. Uh, no, I've never made it before. So I think we've got our finalists. Yeah, we've got our finalists. They are Andy Caps Hot Fries and Sun Chips on the savory side. Yeah, Snickers and Peanut M and M's on the sweet side, and on the God bless America side, the pecan pie yeah. from the vending machine. Do you have one that's coming to the top for you? I Should do. we try saying them at the same time? Yeah, I don't know if we will, but I'm, I don't know if it's going to be a match, but I have one that. Or do you want to go elimination style? No, let's see if we, I'm curious. Let's take, let's take the temperature here and see if, if we can wrap it up now. Great. If not, we'll do a quick elimination. How about that? Okay. Great. All right. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Pecan pie. Hot fries. <laughs> All right. The other three are eliminated. 
It's yeah. between pecan pie. Get out of here. Pecan pie, which exists in only one vending machine. Yeah. And Andy Cap's hot fries, which only exists in all vending machines. Yes. As far as you know, it's nowhere else. <laughs> I love that when you Google Andy Cap, uh huh, the thing that comes up is not the comic strip. No, it's the hot fries. It's the hot fries, which are incredibly high calorie. Like a bag, a serving is like 130, 140 calories. And then there are three servings in a bag and those little bags of weird potato sticks that they're like, they don't even say it's better. They're just like an alternative to potato chips. Hey, you tired of those discs? It's just an alternative. Yeah. Yeah. What if we made them into matchsticks and then burned them and put fire on them for you? Try uh. that. And it has Andy Cap on it, which like, I don't know how many people even have a frame of reference for anymore. Andy Cap is an unemployed alcoholic. Yes. Uh, so he's gotta be bigger in Britain than he is here. I, is he, he must is be it a more British a UK character? Guy. Yes. For sure, he's English. You know what I did? I clicked on or I Googled Andy Cap, and one of the first articles that popped up was, is this the worst snack in the vending machine? You know, guess what? <laughs> it's the best one. Yeah. You know what? I think we got to give this to Andy Cap's Hot Fries. Yes, we do. Because you know what you're not worried about if you're going to the vending machine? Quality. If you wanted quality, you would get your <laughs> Danish from the diner down the street. <laughs> you're not going for quality you're going for vending machine-ness this is uh, the, maybe this isn't the best but you know what this is this is the most vending machine snack <laughs> people of the world we did it we chose the snack that turns you into tim the tool man taylor because when you look at it, the machine you go Arr? and then you know what you do you plunk in however many cents it is to get that b2 uh, bag of you know, are you going to enjoy it? You're probably asking yourself if you've never had it before. Here's the honest answer. No. But it's the best one. <laughs> it's just like the, it's You know what? Get it once. Everybody get it once. If a vending machine is America, then handicap hot fries or it's apple pie. Oh, my gosh. Apple pie, not available. Only pecan. Every time I get it, I'm like, maybe this time will be different. Like, I've forgotten entirely <laughs> what it is to eat those things. No. Yeah. You you, you can't forget. Oh. And they have a hotter version. They do. You can't get it anywhere. They're called – they come – here's the thing. They're called Andy Cap – I think they're called Andy Cap's Hot Fries, and they come in regular and hot. Yes, that's right. Well, there there are a few. You have some choices. You have hot fries, cheddar fries, hot onion rings, barbecue fries, ranch fries. But you have fire fries. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 1,000 fire fries. <laughs> you will not believe your eyes. Oh, I love that song. It's such a sweet song. They're terrible. And they're the best. Asked and answered. Oh. <laughs> now I really want to go find a vending machine and get some handicap hot fries. And there he is on the bag. He's yeah. eating one. He's unemployed. Like Probably drunk and can't see anything over his oversized hat. Does he still have a cigarette? I think he also has a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. No, he's just eating the fry. He's tossing the fry. I think at one point he did, but now he's eating the food, whatever food it is. He's he's tossing one in his mouth. Oh, okay. Yeah, because in every picture I'm looking at of Andy Cap, the cartoon character, he has either a martini. He's always got a cigarette and either a martini or a pint in his hand. Yeah, look, he only smokes when he drinks, to be fair. 
Oh, Andy Cap, you are terrible. Uh, and, you're the best. and they are British, it turns out. Uh, yeah. yeah, of course they are. Look, the guy's wearing like a Jeff cap and a scarf. He's either in a performance of Rent in theater school or he's British. From Hartlepool. Man, I don't know if we can pick this guy, man. I'm reading. Oh, this is not great. You gotta divorce. We're divorcing the character from the comp. Like, we're are we really have to? I mean, problematic creator. Ugh. I mean, the worse it gets, the uh, more it kind of cements it as the choice. Uh, There's a reason why it's relegated to these machines. It's in prison. It's in the phantom zone of snacks. That's where it exists. <laughs> the other ones just come visit. That is where this is is forced to live in purgatory. And there's something. Uh, there's something just bizarre. It's so fascinating that that is, that is the winner. Divorce from the creepo creator and creepo character. Th- there's yeah. not, who would create this character? Who would create this character that would make you go, Oh, I bet you they're well adjusted. Oh, here's something. Yeah. I should funnies. not, I should not have just opened this thing and looked at oh, it. Oh yeah. You don't, don't open Pandora's chip bag. You're going to hate it. Yeah. I think you're right. Oh. I still want anyway. that pecan pie. Anyway, it is it is with reluctance. <laughs> Andy Cap's hot fries. A Pyrrhic victory. Thank uh, you, Colin Guy. Thank you, Colin Guy. This was a lot of fun. This topic is closed, but there are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us via email at we got this podcast at gmail.com or join our Facebook group. Share your favorite vending machine snacks, facebook.com slash group slash we got this podcast. Thank you to producer Ken Plume. You can support him at patreon.com slash Ken Plume. In addition to supporting this show, Max Fun Drive coming up in a little while, sometime in the spring. You know the deal. Thank you also to researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, for always giving us a reason to sit down and have these conversations and have a blast doing it. To you all, I say, Happy New Year, and you are all snacks. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin, and don't worry, everybody. We we got got this. this. We got this. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.